The Good Soup Podcast is brought to you by Pilgrim Roasters. Pilgrim Roasters is a roastery and coffee shop located at 4120 Main Street in Maniunk, Philadelphia. Pilgrim Roasters specializes in coffees brought in from all over the world and roasted right there in-house. You can find any of those coffees online at www.pilgrimroasters.com and apply code GOODSOUP10 at checkout to take 10% off your very first order. Now that is a good soup. Good soup. Soup's not a meal. You were supposed to buy me a meal. I'm not stopping you from eating. Go ahead and eat. Get anything you want. Very good. Very good. You know something? Mm. No soup for you. Yeah, we both have so much in common. We both love soup. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Good Soup, where we're discussing a great genre of movies. It's going to be a very different episode, but a very fun one. We're going to be going around discussing high school movies. Don't make promises we can't keep. Yeah. Yeah, Dan, come yeah. On. We each picked our own movie for high school, <laughs> and yeah. we're each going to sit here and compare the ones that we all love, how they intersect, how they differ, and the genre as a whole. Yeah. 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 We, uh, yeah. We're trying out a little new format. We yeah. each pick a movie. We each talk about a movie we like in a category. It's high school movies this week, and uh, I'm really excited. I think we have some, some really interesting picks that mm-hmm. are similar and both different, and I won't spoil them. Mm-hmm. Because I already did that. This once. is the first take. Yeah. This, this is, is definitely, definitely the first, the first take, yeah. and Eric didn't maybe show his balls and also <laughs> <laughs> spoil all the movies. Re- release yeah. the Eric's balls cut. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're trying something different. We each picked a movie. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Yeah. I think uh, so Matt, Matt start with Matt mine. Yeah, on? Matt's cool. selection is going to start first. So why don't you tell us what it is? And yeah. So for my high school movie, uh, I picked a movie that is. Uh, thank you. Oh thank yeah, you, drum roll, please. You know, very much about high school, very much not about high school. Ferris Bueller's Day Yeah, I think that everyone can agree that it is a classic film in the history of cinema. You can't talk about the 80s as a whole without Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I mean, imagine not liking Ferris Bueller. You can't. It's a red flag. You can't not like it. It's such a good, fun, feel-good movie. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't talk about the history of cinema without it. Yeah, I think, yeah. and especially for me personally, it was a movie that I found while I was in high school. Yeah. And, like, we're going to talk about some other movies that kind of fall into different areas, different parameters for, like, high school movies. But I like this one so much because it's a movie that's very much so, it's a high school movie that's very much so about not wanting to be in high school. And, yeah. I mean, like, most of the movie doesn't even take place in high school no, because they just, like, don't. They just they break out. They want to get yeah. out of here. It's really just the principle. Yeah, and that like that struck a chord with me when I was in high school because I said, "Man, I don't like high school either." And what? I think, what? yeah, what? and I, I I think if you if you know me even slightly, uh, Ferris Bueller being a, a key childhood teenage moment yeah. for me uh, might track just no. a little bit. Well, if, it, if it helps, Matt. Uh-huh. Really? The first time I saw Ferris Bueller was with you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I showed yeah. you. Are you the Matt showed Ferris Bueller to me too. The group of friends that has a film podcast didn't have the best high school experience. No, we are all uh, so cool. Uh, what? You know, I, was, I was, was pretty cool in high school. Oh, okay. actually, Dan, Dan shut up. Dan, Dan actually was. Yeah. Dan had a lot of Dan friends. Dan was like. Dan, this is the, not a bit. Dan was, was really popular. That makes one of us. The way I would describe <laughs> Dan in high school was like he was running for the governor of absolutely nothing. <laughs> Like ev- like every single lunch, Dan was the diplomat. Dan, there there were no friend group boundaries. Boundaries. There no, were no so cliques. You know there was just Dan. Dan would just come up to every single clique yeah. table and be like, "Hey, hey, hey guys, how you no, doing? No, you know how hey there's guys, a cliques. Everyone hey guys, has their doing? assigned booth table, whatever yeah. you got going on, and everyone sits with their friend group. 
Dan just wandered. Yeah. 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 One week he'd be with somebody over here, yeah. and the next week he'd go this way, yeah. and everyone was Dan's friend. He had an extra table, extra chair at, at every table. Every yeah. table. So, I mean, I, I'm businessman. Yeah. Right? Right? yeah. I mean, in a way, I wandered, but that wasn't because mm. I had friends. That was because mm. I had none. Nice. Um, Unfortunate for you. Anyways. Yeah. No. Let's, <laughs> let's get the Ferris Sucks Bueller. to be Eric. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't know what to say there. It was just sad. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, Ferris Bueller. Yeah, uh, great classic, movie. Yeah. Classic film. Yeah. It's really fun, but mm-hmm. also if you break it down in forms of like being a well-structured point A to point B to point mm-hmm. C movie, it is. It It's very basic in the structure mm-hmm. and the flow, but it's super fun. All the scenes feel unique and different. It takes a couple twisty turns, like the scene with the car where he's yeah. trying to roll back the mileage. Yeah. I, there's some gravitas, there's some seriousness, but it's mostly like yeah. a playful, fun take. Yeah, yeah. It's just I d- like, yeah. No, go ahead. go ahead. Yeah, no, that's what I was gonna say. Like, it's just like a very good like hangout movie. It's a John Hughes. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not much going on with the plot. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of a day in the life. Yeah. yeah. But, but like, you learn about them. They change. Yeah. It's a fun time. And you I don't always need the complicated yeah. plot. No, like Eric you don't. said it's just like pretty straightforward, yeah. pretty simple. But like, I think that works very well mm-hmm. for this genre and mm-hmm. then this movie specifically. Yeah. yeah, and I think with specifically with high school movies, especially like the John Hughes era, like Breakfast Club just being like the most notable. Obvious. I'd say the, mo- the just the easiest example. Um, you know, it's very it's very self important. It's very you know. Not to say that it's a bad movie, but it gets, you know, very existential. We have all these social cliques. They hate each other, but then they learn to accept each other and everything is good. Yeah, but like you kind of always it's funny and it's dramatic, but it has this the sense of self-importance where like everything's very serious. Ferris Bueller, I think, has an even bigger heart than a lot of those movies, Agreed. but does it in a very unsurprising way. Because it's so funny, you kind of for, you kind of don't realize how much you care about these characters, so that when it does get existential on these ideas of like, you know, Ferris Bueller is basically running from high school because he hates it and like doesn't know where he's going to end up after and everything. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. those ideas, I think, are like come at you in a very surprising way because you're having such a good time with the movie that. Oh, and he's it, kind of a silly character. Yeah, he's yeah, he's like he's having fun, but then like it it has that kind of like it kind of ends on towards that note of like you know. You know, it's kind of like an old Western in a way where it's like he's like the he's the outlaw bandit. He's the man with no name. Yeah. 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 And he's like he's on the run. And it's like your days are coming to an end one day, partner. He's the constant and the people around him are the ones. I think it's the the most expanded upon John Hughes movie from the concept of what do I do after high school? Because in every John Hughes movie, and we're going to talk about another one later. Spoiler alert. Not going to say which. But they all kind of explore this idea of. Take four. <laughs> what, what do we do? Like, what do we do after high school? Yeah. I don't want to do anything. Yeah. And I think it's even more prevalent today where, like, you're even more hyper-focused. You leave high school, you have to pick a career. Yeah. You have to go mm-hmm. to college, you have to pick a major, and you have to know what you want to do. And it's almost frowned upon to switch your major or, like, pick something mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Where it still makes this film relevant because – when you leave high school, you don't know what you want to do with your life. Yeah. You're no, like, and I everyone make pretends that you do know. Everyone They're like, no, 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 pretends. you'll know. You'll get there. And Ferris doesn't. He, he doesn't pretend like he knows mm-hmm. what he's going to do. He just wants to live in that moment, live in that day, mm-hmm. go to a baseball game, you know, go to a parade. And who can fault him for that? And who yeah. can fault him? And, and it's Boys a really, living his life. Yeah. It's yeah. a really good look into that. And I feel like out of all the John Hughes films, this one really explores that idea mm-hmm. the most. And has a lot of comedy like the principal scenes are really just in there to be funny mm-hmm. yeah and I, I think uh specifically like again we talking about a lot of john hughes they feel very specific to a point of time i think ferris bueller feels very set in the 80s but a lot of the ideas and a lot of the characters 
feel like they could be at any time at it's all. Something you can always relate to. Yeah, mm-hmm. they feel like I was just kind of sitting here thinking, and I was like, I don't think we could make Ferris Bueller today, but like I feel like you the could. ideas are absolutely yeah. still there. Yeah. They, it would be like different, like you know, you know, running around Chicago, small town, social media, like the world's a lot bigger. Yada yada. You yada, wouldn't all have that. the. All you know, scene where he's in bed and it's yeah. faked. You'd have like a way easier way to do that. Yeah, but like, yeah, they, yeah. But like the idea, no, the like the spirit, yeah. I think it's still there. I think there. the character of Ferris Bueller yeah. could still yeah. exist in yeah. this. I think a lot like of time. John Hughes movies are '80s movies. Mm-hmm. I think this is a movie set in the '80s, yeah. I, and that's where it differs from a lot of them. Where like Breakfast Club is cut and edited and paced like an '80s movie, yeah. whereas Ferris Bueller is a movie set in the '80s, but could happen in any time period really yeah. and i also feel it's i, I feel it's interesting because they I, I was looking into this a lot more recently because we i knew we were going to talk about this um and they've like discussed doing like a matthew broderick like ferris bueller 2 at some point and pretty much everybody was like no we like we don't want to do that because a lot of the magic and the glory of ferris bueller is that like it is so idyllic like we it, it lives in such a bubble that mm-hmm. like y- you don't really it makes you think about the like honest sad reality of who Ferris Bueller will be after high school, but it doesn't confront you with it. Like yeah. it makes you think about it without really having to tackle that. It is such and like for me it was always like just such an escape movie. Like it it has those ideas that are kind of terrifying to look at and like ideas of the future and like life and what you're gonna do with yourself. But it it, it tells you that it's all gonna be okay. Yeah. And like at, at the end of the day, Ferris Bueller gets away with it all. Yeah. Uh, you know and Ends, yeah, w- ends with him with that big smile on his face, and he just goes, you know, life moves pretty fast, you know? Like, it it just ends in such an idyllic way where it has these very harsh realities within it, but doesn't feel the need to confront you with them at that moment yeah, in yeah. time. Yeah, I don't want a sequel, because I don't want to know what happened to Ferris. Yeah. I, I also, like, d- didn't they make, like, a shitty TV series? Yeah, they yeah. did. They yeah. did. Yeah. We that, don't like, got canceled that. a few episodes. It's not yeah. canon. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not canon. It wasn't like, even uh, Matthew Broderick. It was, like, someone else. Yeah, but, like, I The FB... CU Ferris Bueller Cinematic Universe. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. took me a while to get out there. Um, but yeah, like other, other other John Hughes, especially like Breakfast Club. Like it would, I think it'd be interesting to see them post that movie. Yeah. Whereas Ferris Bueller is such this like you know everybody said like save Ferris and everything. Like he is, he becomes this idea that like I don't really need to see the reality of Ferris's world. I want to see the world. Through Ferris Bueller's I eye. also really love the character of Cameron in this movie. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like he's done really well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it's very hard for me to call him so Cameron because I just keep thinking of Connor Roy from Succession. Yeah, Listen. but Cameron, like, so he's good. really well done. <laughs> and like I was saying earlier, like, like Ferris obviously has a lot of character and personality, mm-hmm. but really Cameron's the one who changes throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah. because of Ferris. The influence. best scene, yeah. in my opinion, is when they're running the miles off the car and he's just blank staring. Yeah, yeah, and it's just such a. It lingers and almost gives you anxiety yeah. for him, which is not the vibe in the movie. Like the entire mood switches there, yeah. and you know it's coming because you see the valet guys like drive the car yeah. down the hill and kind of like off the cliff a little yeah. bit. And really, just just such good characters overall. Even yeah. Sloane, who like really doesn't get like a ton of dialogue, feel like every scene that she's in feels essential. You yeah, know? like yeah. she she is a very present character. Again, the, even the goofy scenes with the principal yeah. are like heartfelt because you learn a little bit about how big of a scumbag he is yeah. and then and Ferris's sister's there, involved yeah. Yeah. and then if they're not in the movie, it doesn't hit the same. The yeah. whole story doesn't come together. And even the uh, yeah. the sister and uh, Charlie Sheen. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was a fun subplot. Yeah, that's too, a you know? really fun subplot. Yeah. Charlie Sheen in this movie. I forgot yeah. he was in yeah. this movie. And, and, and again, we kind of get all these glimpse of, glimpses of like the possibilities of what Ferris's life could look mm-hmm. like after this moment. But like we, it doesn't want to burden you with that. And we no. were talking about this that's with something else yeah. uh, coming on Good Soup. Mm-hmm. 
a little bit later, but it sometimes knowing what happens to characters kind of ruins the current iteration you're watching of the character. Yeah. That mystery, that intrigue mm. builds a, an archetype that you mm. can create around a character. And I think with art, a lot of times like someone makes it and it's out there and then it's up to how you interpret it. We just yeah. broke down Elvis on the last podcast and yeah. like we all check it out. Yeah, check it out. Check it out. We all had kind of in different interpretations of it. Matt being like, you really liked that first hour, and we didn't, but like, that's the beauty of film. It's art. It's kind of up to whoever's viewing it to have that opinion. Mm -hmm. If we expand it upon Ferris beyond this film, it yeah. takes some of that intrigue, it takes some of that mystique away, yeah. and doesn't ruin it, but it, yeah. if it's not amazing, or what you in particular wanted, yeah. it's going to be impossible to please everyone. It, it exists in isolation, it exists in a bubble, and that's the entire point of Ferris Bueller, is that it isn't, you know... It's not reality. It's no. it's 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 this beautiful idea of what reality could be, you know. It's a movie. It, it's like it's like Annie. It's tomorrow. You yeah. Know? It, it, Don't it, talk about Annie. At the heart <laughs> of it, you're not allowed to. This is a classic movie, and yeah. I think that's why it stands the test of time. The story's yeah. good. The characters are good. The acting's good. But overall, it comes yeah. together as an enjoyable, fun blockbuster feel movie, but in the John Hughes way, where it somehow still feels like a little small scale. Yeah, it still mm -hmm. feels very like. It feels digestible. Personal. It feels it it feels like everybody can watch it, but it feels like it's made for kind of like outside of the Breakfast Club, the 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 normal kids, you yeah. know. It's made more for the film yeah. crowd than say yeah. something like Breakfast Club, which I think is made more for like the popular culture. I think yeah. Matt just said the inverse of what the you inverse? said. Yeah. Yeah. All right, explain because I'm No, um, I I think Breakfast Club is more so Breakfast Club is more kind of digestible. It's more like High school, the popular kids, yeah, yeah. the geeks, the dweebs. Ferris Bueller is kind of outside of that social structure. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 I agree. I, I was saying more or less like Ferris Bueller feels like a more film. Like it's it's a yeah. it's created and uh, centered I, not to be a particular point A to point B, but more mm -hmm. of a, a vibe and a hangout and something yeah. that's timeless, whereas like we said with Breakfast Club, you know it's an eighties movie yeah. and it's cut like an eighties movie. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So yeah, I love Ferris Bueller, and that's why some of the reasons I picked Ferris Bueller. Who's, who's next? I think Dan's, Dan's, next. Next. Dan's next. Dan's next. Dan's next. Yeah. I burn. I pine. I cherish. I pick 10 things I hate about you. <laughs> Dan likes Fantastic Shakespeare. movie. Oh, Shakespeare's been real quiet since uh, 10 things I hate about <laughs> yes, you, John. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Just yeah, yeah. Uh, much yes. to say. There's a few eras of high school movies I love, and one of them is that very corny to early 2000s like rom-coms of high school movies and 10 things i hate about you is just iconic everything it about is it is amazing yeah i mean listen i'm 90 percent straight uh -huh. and the other 10 <laughs> the other 10 percent the Rewind. other 10 percent saw heath ledger in that movie mm -hmm. yeah only 10 percent for you seriously maybe 15 yeah okay. let's, <laughs> let's get those numbers up kid. yeah <laughs> but no seriously uh i just think it captures that air so well mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. It's definitely very cheesy in terms of the way it does a rom-com, but I love the cheesiness of it. Yeah. And I feel like especially compared to other ones of that time, like She's All Bad or She's the Man. She's the Man. Yeah, like... Are you about to shit one? on She's the Man? No, no but I think okay. this one, like, does it Never much better. It. Twelfth Night, great, great Shakespeare. Continue. I feel like this one does it well, much better. The intersection better. of and there teenage was, uh, 90s rom-coms and Shakespeare movies I was is gonna say, very no. large. No, there is... Actually, in this era, there was a lot of uh, reimagining Shakespeare movies as, like, more modern-day... Mm -hmm. Rom-coms. Shout out Baz Luhrmann. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and I feel like this one about Baz? just does it really well. Yeah. Like I yeah. just very much enjoy it. Like no, yeah. it's a yeah. really good time. One thing mm -hmm. I forgot because I hadn't seen this movie in probably like 
eight years mm-hmm. since I was a kid. Yeah. It's just a good movie. It's a, it's yeah. a good time. It's not going to be the best thing you've ever watched structurally. It's not like an incredible feat in cinematic yeah, yeah, like, yeah. history. It's just a good time. You're yeah. going to have fun. You're going to laugh a little bit. It's goofy. Heath Ledger. Smoke yeah. show, yeah. like it. it mm-hmm. It's gonna you're gonna have yeah. fun watching Bro, this movie. When and he it's, sang, uh, "Can't take my eyes off of you coming down those stairs." Yeah, that's Ooh. my Joker. Yeah. Everyone, yeah, everyone falls in love with him, like yeah. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And so, that's kind of this era of movie is like the sensitive, attractive. Yeah. jockey high school guy who also has like yeah. stuff beneath he, him he's the outcast he yeah. wears like the leather jacket he's australian he's like no one yeah. knows why i was last year yeah. but but he's yeah. also like yeah. really attractive yeah. so and it's then you like have, you well, have julia styles you know yeah and yeah. she's she's very much the mean outcast girl yes mm-hmm. and they both like they're both outcasts and they both hate people yeah but then they but find for different like, reasons too. yeah very different reasons but mm-hmm. then they both find that there's something connecting them there's mm-hmm. like there's something that they, they're both cheesy saps underneath their like exterior. Yeah. I think versus a movie like Ferris Bueller where we talked about, it doesn't really capture 80s high school. It's timeless. Yeah. This captures 90s high school yeah. Oh, yeah, in yeah, a way yeah. that say like uh, Mean Girls would capture high school in like the mid 2000 yeah. like, yeah. vibes yeah. or I mean, other movies we're going to talk about later capture high school yeah. in their error. Yeah. This movie captures high school in the 90s, which yeah. I think makes it in itself a timeless piece because mm-hmm. you're always going to go back and be like, what was high school in the 90s yeah. like? like that and this first, is one of the movies you're going to look like to. Like one of the first scenes where the nerdy dude is leading around Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, that's this group. This is this group. Don't go talk to them. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. the reggae's yeah, over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And even the clothing and the style choices yeah. and the way it's shot all of it is like this is a 90s high school movie. They have a movie. giant yeah. dancing to poison. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it, 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 it feels very like, like Ferris Bueller was not concerned with like the social dynamics of high school at all. And yeah. I, I, I had just, I have just watched 10 Things I Hate About You. This is, yeah. I, I, for the first time, just saw it. Uh, but it's like, it's very, very concerned with the, the social dynamics of yeah, high well, school. Yeah, that's what and it's it, about. Yeah, and it, do, it does the fun like cheesy high school thing where it's like you take the two ha- outcasts that are like, I don't actually care about anything, but then by the end of the movie, they're like, "No, I want to wear a dress and go to prom." Actually, I care yeah. about it a lot, and it's just like it, it's just it's, it's just, just a fun it's just a fun cheesy like the time. scene yeah. where they're on the boat and then they go paintballing together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so nineties, yeah. so nineties, <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about. Like this movie is so nineties high school that yeah. it's a portrait, and I I, I think we're going to talk about other movies that are a portrait coming yeah. up, but. It, it really maybe hits it the best out of any of the ones we're yeah. going to talk about. And I about. think specifically, like, you, you talk about the idea of kind of capturing a movie, like, in the time that it was made, being very relevant to when it was made. I think a lot of that has to do with the style of filmmaking. Yes, like, 100%. Like, Ferris Bueller was, like, very revolutionary for the 80s. Like, you know, kind of did the Deadpool, self-aware. Like, mm-hmm. it was something very different in, in terms of its form for the time. While still, you know, being a John Hughes movie, kind of conforming to a lot of 80s tropes and styles. Ten Things I Hate About You feels like the most 90s movie oh, like yeah. ever made just in the lighting tri- like it looks like the it, it looks like choices, the ending with the, the band, band like, like, it, it, the, lo- it, the way that it's lit and the way that it's shot it looks like a television episode a lot like, of it's flat so cheesy. front shots yeah yeah, yeah. Like, like a every, lot like e- you can tell that everybody is lit at all times yep. like it it's just so funny I, I love the band shot at the end yeah, yeah. yeah. Said it. it's, yeah. it's yeah. so funny like it's, it's very funny yeah. huh. this is direct the only thing the director has done is 10 things about you yeah he went off and made a TV show yeah, because he couldn't do anything else. No, he's done. <laughs> he's done just a ter- bunch of terrible, like straight to TV movies. Yeah, but like, then he made it ten things I hate yeah, about you. Yeah. Um. Another fun fact about this movie: it's on DP, which I did not know. Dan gave me his DP. What? Disney Plus. Oh. Yeah. Dan uh, gave me DP. You said DP, yeah. so oh, I had yeah. access to. Well, yeah, because it, yeah. it was. Uh, I think it was originally twentieth 20, century. Yeah. Yeah. Have no, you I know. Ever, I, I, yeah. Ever thanks heard for being somebody the worst. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, no, but I was scrolling. Yeah, it was on the big shit show. You got you guys, you guys, <laughs> HBO, you, guys you, know, you know what I'm saying? Um, I was scrolling through because it's when Obi-Wan came out when we decided we were going to do this. And I was like, I wonder how I'm going to watch 10 Things I Hate About You. And I was scrolling and it's just on Disney+. Yeah. Plus. And I was like, oh, okay, this is weird, but I'm into it. It almost feels really at home there. It really yeah, does. Because yeah. they have a lot of the 2000s, like we had mentioned High School Musical, toss that around for this as a possibility. But like... It, that feels so mid two thousands, where yeah. even the way it's shot and it's choreographed and it's a musical mm-hmm. in high school, thus the listen, name. Listen, let's not talk about high school. Music no, I won't. Yeah. But I'm just saying, yeah. like this there weirdly be belongs one. on Disney Plus because it's one of those like high school error capturing yeah. movies that feels like you could run this on Disney Channel and it'd be a little raunchy for it, yeah. but it could work. It yeah. also it just like again just the filmmaking aspects. It feels very like constructed, you yeah. know, what I mean? like it, it 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 feels like it was made like in a studio with 100%. a bunch of actors. Yeah. Like it, but like that's that's part of the charm to it is that it's yeah. just like it just like, feels so it's melodramatic. It's not the most revo- revolutionary film yeah. of all time. No, it's but just it doesn't like, have to. Be. But like but the it, stuff it takes, it just yeah. does it so well. I mean, but, like, you're, you're not gonna smile after. You're not gonna not smile after watching. If your basic plot premise is he takes a bet to date her and <laughs> pretend to be in love with her. And then he falls in love with... You can't really go wrong. No. Like, that's yeah. a classic. Yeah. Yeah. And we're talking... I mean, like, the ending where she's reading the poem. You know yeah. It does. You know? And she starts crying. You know, fun fact. And we're, uh, oh. oh, I'll share that with fun yeah, fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that, she also must have cried in that mm-hmm. scene. But it was, it, she sort of cried during one take, and she really liked it. Yeah. 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 I will say, I, I think 10 Things I Hate About You, very comparable in effect to uh, Top Gun Maverick. What? You have to explain you know, yourself you gotta, right you gotta now. No, because you watch Top Gun Maverick, uh-huh. and all the commanders are like, God damn it, Tom Cruise, you can't do that. And you go, I bet he's going to do, do it. it. And then yeah. he does it, and it's great. It's Same thing point. with 10 Things You're I Hate About You, here. where he's like, that girl, I would never love that girl. And you go, I bet he's going to fall in I love with that girl. I bet he's going to do it. And then he does, and you're like, yeah, it's, yeah. We, we're talking about high school movies. <laughs> and as far as capturing high school, mm-hmm. this does an mm-hmm. incredible job while still being fun. Because there's a lot of high school movies yeah. that are set in high school that try and capture that, that end up being really corny. I'm thinking of Scream right now, which is in the what? 90s. And, like, I mm. again, it's a fine movie, but, like, the high Scream school elements of it are kind of corny. Um, How did I not? What? Shame. She should have picked Scream. Yeah. Um, oh, well. Oh, oh, well. Next time. Next time, um, Next time baby. But, um, but it's like that movie takes place it. in a high school and does a lot of the same, like, tropey stuff mm-hmm. of 90s high school. Yeah. But this one feels, like, more authentic. And I guess that's because, like, the point of this movie is that it's a high school movie yeah. and that one's and I, not. But. I will say, definitely, Scream is very aware that it's a tropey high school yeah. movie and that's, like, the point. Well, I mean, it's yeah. kind of... Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's that is very purposely making yeah. fun of I, that. I think yeah. ten things it's I hate about. I think ten things I hate about you again feels very contrived and very like very surface level. Did we're looking miss? at high school kind of I movie, which like you know, know, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's definitely not like this is what the high school experience really is. You know, it's like no, it's like a thirty year old man's idea of what high school would look like. Yeah, yeah. I do have to say. <laughs> It does have my biggest. I feel like this happened a lot in the '90s and like the mm. early 2000s, especially with High School Movies. The main girl always flashes somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> always, always. Yeah, no, that's a weird. Even scene. in She's the Man, it happens yes. at the end. Yeah, no, no, you're right. It no, happens. it happens. I feel like it happens in several of them. Or it like, does. Her, or like she's got like headlights, like her people. And it's always like the teenage girl flashing like. An, an old, old guy. Old dude. Yeah. That's like my old wrinkly person. No, no, that's a great. If you want to check out my letterbox. Don't don't do it. It's not worth do your time. It. But anyways, I gave it like a decent score. I honestly took off 
a good chunk specifically for the flashing. Like it just, I'm just like disappointed. It's just Dan. A weird Dan trope. brought up a good point that it's usually to like a teacher or like somebody older. It feels uncomfortable. And yeah. I'm just yeah. like, hmm. Yeah, we've moved past that kind of cringy sexualization now I think yes, a little yeah. at least for the most part in films yeah. and uh, looking back on it you're like damn I think that doesn't feel right but it also was, particularly just, in, in, in 10 things like she's so like powerful and so assured of herself and then they like kind of revert her to just being like ha yeah, I've gotta get out like, of this and yeah. it feels very weird I was for say, up until that point like yeah Throughout the whole movie, I should say, she wasn't really like a sexualized character. No, and then like she's very much scene. someone who's in control of herself. Yeah. She's very much against that. Mm -hmm. But then she was like, "Oh, I got my attention. I'll flash to teach her." He <laughs> he. Whoopsie. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it doesn't yeah. really fit. Like, I don't think her. it fits her character. No, yeah, it and doesn't. that's not only is it like I'm like mm, yucky, but I'm also like, why? Why does she do that? That's not what mm. she's like in the rest of the movie. I, at I all. also think just that's in like off. in general terms, I think that I like it's also lazy. It's, yeah, yeah it's, lazy. It's, it's lazy. I think it's it's kind of weird to say that it fits into this kind of like classification, but it kind of just like falls into like the 90s. Like the 90s were still kind of doing like a lot of slapstick. Yeah. Like a lot of like ridiculous crude humor, just like he sat in shit. Like a lot, like a lot of humor like that. And yeah. I feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the classic yeah, joke. Everybody knows. I mean, it's pretty no, funny. No, I just, I feel like it falls into that trope where it's just like something bold and crass out of nowhere. Isn't that wacky? Yeah. You know? yeah. And then, you he know, peed himself. Weird enough by like, you know, I don't mean to say Mean Girls is a cutoff for a new era of high school mm -hmm. movie, but I think it is. Yeah. By that point, we're almost satirizing that we did that. Yes. Yes. And we yes. moved, there's a movie that I'm thinking of in particular called Sleepover. Don't know if you've seen it. No. Nope. Uh, okay. Uh, good on you that you haven't but Thanks. that whole movie just is like satirizing that where <laughs> okay. it's like the shock value like yeah slapstick. it's just like girls having a sleepover Ooh, I just had and another, they go on a scavenger hunt yeah, yeah, yeah. i just gotta like kiss thought. a boy yeah i don't know it's not a good one yeah. i think i think also with the flashing in 10 things i hate about you they're like trying to play it off as like empowerment yeah like a little bit and be they like are. she loves her body because she's like a strong woman and i'm like no. not making the yeah. point you think yeah. you're making <laughs> at all yeah yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Ten but things yeah, I hate. Great about movie. You. Yeah. Love it. Captures yeah. the high school genre era, whatever you want to call yes. it. Yeah. Feel it's, perfectly. it's very much Joseph a nineties high school movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, just Bernard. I, I know he mostly talk about Heath Ledger. Yeah. yeah. Joseph Gordon you know and Bernard. Yeah. yeah. From from the yeah, third. He popped up on the screen Dude, and I said, oh my God. The cast in this is like 10 out of 10. Yeah, it is. The, uh, I, I think because when, I, when, I, I, had had when I saw it, I don't think I realized it was him. The bits with the, what is she, the therapist or whatever too? The counselor? Yes. She's writing like the porno book. Yes, she is. Oh, yeah, that was pretty funny. That was pretty good. Yeah. Again, kind of like weird, like. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, like. Teacher writing erotica. What? Yeah. Okay. It's like it's like nowadays it would be like, yeah, you're fucking fired. That's so weird. Why would you? Yeah. But great movie. Feels nice. Yeah, great movie. Great movie. Five stars. Won't hear any complaints. Three. Check it out on the No. stars. What did you say? No. What did you give it? Uh. I'd give it three and a half stars. I also not, 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 but it's okay to be wrong. No, but I, we <laughs> feels, all give it three and a half yeah, stars. It, it feels mean to say that because, like, if I'm evaluating it on the criteria that we've set, like being a high school movie, five stars. If I'm evaluating on a criteria of all movies, three and a half stars, it's I'm okay an honest man and I'm tough to please. No. It's okay. it's okay. You are tough to please. That's I right. am so, the toughest. That's anyways. my whole personality. I, I, I think, in a similar vein to 10 Things I Hate About You, Allison. Yeah, what go. Was your, uh, yes. What was your pick? Yes, I chose. <laughs> that was like the. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was picked the up. The church but bell doth ring for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Should I? 
Yeah, just go, okay. just go yeah, for go. it. Yeah, go. They can't hear yeah. this. Fuck I know. It just took me by surprise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Give me a little setup there. Um, I picked Pretty in Pink. Woo! Great movie. Yeah. Actually, sorry. Great film. Yeah. I, <laughs> I feel like it's it's like a guilty you pleasure film cinema. for me. Like, I don't. I love it a lot, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like. It's not the best film ever made. By I'm like down selling this, but like, it's just so. I watched it for the first time with my mom, so like I don't know if that mm-hmm. has anything to do with it. But I just found it like so endearing. I mean, that's kind of like why I watched it when I was like yeah. Andy's age, like in the high school around that time. So I was like, oh my god, like characters like my own age, like going through like similar things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it just, I think I just watched it at like the perfect time yeah. to enjoy a movie like that. Yeah. Um, I also think a, a, a lot of our favorite high school movies that we all kind of discovered in high school, I think say a lot about us. Yeah. As people. Yeah. Just, I just, think so too. I think, I think we kind of, I think yeah. we had talked about John Hughes with Ferris Bueller mm-hmm. yeah. and that that doesn't really feel like a John Hughes movie. This yeah. is the most John Hughes movie. Yeah. I think out of all the John Hughes movies, mm-hmm. um, it is so capturing of 80s high school, whereas mm. Ferris Bueller we were talking about doesn't really take place in the high school. Yeah. It's more about the existential dread of it. This uh-huh. is about the high school. It's no, about falling it's, in love with someone similar. in a different group, even in a different like social class, yes. which I think is a really interesting theme to explore, yeah. where it's still prevalent today. It's still mm. relatable. And like... Ducky, we'll, we'll, I'll let we you get into about Ducky because yeah. Ducky's great, but like Ducky the Mo? love triangle thing where yeah. it's like the best friend is in love but has to kind of get over it when they fall on, in love with someone trope. else. Mm-hmm. Just classic tropes, but they don't feel tropey in this. They're presented mm-hmm. well. I think they feel tropey, you but in, so? a, in, a in a good way. Though. way. In a good okay. endearing way. I, Tro- I tropes aren't inherently bad. Yeah. 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 I, I do have to say, I this and 10 things do similar 10 things do similar things for me especially with like high school like clicks i guess yeah we're in 10 things they're both outcasts but for different reasons and then they kind of find each other mm-hmm. and so it deals with like a, a little bit of like social class but more like high school social class yeah, yeah. but Pretty in Pink deals with both like social class like wealthy class and people who are not as well off and then also like because they exist in those worlds of wealth they also are in different social classes in school yeah, yeah. And I, uh, you want to go you wanna <laughs> <that> was, <laughs> i was gonna say weird uh, yeah i don't think pretty in pink really like reinvented the wheel or really defined no. the wheel in terms of like being a classic 80s kind of no. rom-com teenage movie but i think it definitely solidified a lot yeah of but the like ideas. you know like, yes. said, like we, we said the same about 10 things like, mm-hmm. you don't always have to change the wheel yeah no just take Mm-mm. take what's there take the tropes and make something fun. i think yeah. that like pretty in pink is great i love it so i mean i'm sorry i was gonna say a joke i was gonna say i mean like there's just so many tropes about it my favorite 80s trope in general is the uh, the, sh- the straight guy who's you know totally not straight? Yeah. yeah. Wait, like who you'll, are you you'll think about? Ducky's straight. What care? No. What are you talking about? Ducky's straight. The way so that man straight. danced into the uh, Otis, Redding. Otis Redding. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the straightest man ever to set foot his mom. on <laughs> on TV. What are you talking about, Dan? Um, yeah. I do want to say mm-hmm. one of my very favorite movies ever, and it's not the movie I picked mm-hmm. uh, for this because. I didn't think it'd be as interesting, but Lady Bird mm-hmm. yeah. relies a lot on Pretty and Pink for the family dynamic, for yeah. the when she lies about her house being the bigger yeah, one, the social yeah. dynamic, yeah. and expands upon it in a really interesting way. Now, it's mm-hmm. its own film, and I don't think it's like copying Pretty and Pink, yeah. but I think it you could tell Greta liked Pretty in Pink mm-hmm. and relied on it when she was writing some of it. Yeah. And you can see that in a lot of high school movies where I don't think 
many of the other John Hughes movies are relied upon for that. Mm -hmm. But like Pretty in Pink and Breakfast Club, which we've already talked about in particular, are relied upon for structuring modern high school films. And I think that's just a testament to the quality of the film. Like, listen, it's not reinventing the wheel, like Mm -hmm. Ali said. It's not being the greatest film ever made. But it's really fun. It's a mm-hmm. tight hour and a half, which you know me. I'm a huge <laughs> yeah. tight 90 guy. Yeah. Love a tight 90. And it's not trying to be anything crazy. It just tells a really good story, and it wraps it up really nice. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think it definitely falls along the same line of thinking as as, uh, as 10 Things I Hate About You, where it's like uh, it, it, we follow the outcasts, the people on the outside of social circles, on the outside of kind of the popular kids. Uh, but still very kind of concerned and has its eyes set on these kind of this world of high school and the social structure that goes on there. You yeah, know, like it's yeah. very like I'm an outcast. I don't really want to be a part of the popular kids, but like I idolize the popular kids. I don't need their approval, but I desperately want their approval. Like yeah. very like that kind of microcosm of high school and that experience that kind of bleeds out. And, into it, like and I always life. love it when high school movies, like 10 Things sort of did this mm-hmm. and that was it focused on Outcast. Yeah. But I love it when high school movies like Pretty in Pink have like the uh, the more social class too. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, yeah. it's something other ones do well. Like uh, Heather's does it. To yeah. 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 My second choice, which mm-hmm. phenomenal movie. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe Mean Girls does it a bit. In a, you know? in a really, really similar vein, I think that in a very broad sense, high school movies are usually about belonging. Like, teenagers never know yeah. where they belong, mm-hmm. and so high school movies tend to focus on that. And I think the easiest and most efficient way to tell that is through social class and, like, cliques in yeah. school. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to find yourself as a teenager, you're having this character trying to find themselves as a person, mm-hmm. and, f- like, moving from social clique to social clique is a really, really easy way to show that mm-hmm. in a character. Yeah, I and think I... I'm sorry. The most charming scene in this film is when Blaine asks Sandy out, and he has to go out with the outcasts that are all smoking in the back. And you can tell how uncomfortable he is when he walks up, and he's really nervous to ask her out. And then he does, and she says yes reluctantly. It's just a smile scene. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a really heartfelt, authentic scene. The acting's good mm-hmm. in it. You have James Spader, like, <laughs> creeping through the window. James like, Spader. Honestly, what are you one of the best characters in that yeah. movie. Weirdest yeah. blacklist prequel I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Um, but it, he's great mm-hmm. and kind of represents everything bad about like the rich kids. The party scene is hilarious. It yeah. is. Um, and it feels like real. Like you're uncomfortable in that room with Sandy mm-hmm. yeah. during that scene. Sandy? Is it Sandy? No. What is it? Andy. Andy. I'm stupid. Um, Dandy. Dandy. Sandy's Greece. Mandy. Yeah, you're right. It is. <laughs> also, it is would have been an, uh, an interesting Being choice. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. John Travolta's um, 40, but yeah. One thing <laughs> I want to say too is. Uh, this is one of my f- more favorite of the Molly Ridgewald 80 movies. She's in a lot of those John yeah, Hughes. Well, yeah. yeah I think Molly Breakfast Ringwald. Club is still my favorite. That's okay. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> I think Breakfast Club is still my number one. But like, what I would groups of movies called? But I would say this over like uh, 16 Candles, yeah. which I also do like a lot 16 well. Candles is fine. Yeah. Weird. I think I would take this over both of those films. I don't really like Breakfast Club, personally. I like Breakfast Club. I think... I think when I was in high school, I evolved from being like, man, Breakfast Club to man, Ferris Bueller. Like, yeah. I think that was kind of the jump for me. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I still, I like Breakfast Club. I was really I happy like that Ali picked this film because out of all the John Hughes's, <laughs> take Ferris Bueller out. Yeah. Because this is my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it, well, it's you're just, talking more about like the Brat Pack movies. Yes. Yeah. This one is very like 
it just feels real like a high school movie. Sixteen Candles has a very similar vibe where it's only I just really don't think it's as, as like, good of as a well story. Done, yeah. yeah, this only has what Sixteen five Candles or also six has, uh... characters that you really explore. Yeah, like, there's the yeah. rich popular girls, but no, they but they get really like two characters. minutes of screen time. They're not. They're caricatures that yeah. pop on screen. There's like five or six characters to explore. It's an hour and a half, and it's a really good microcosm of high school in the '80s. The way it's mm. clicky, that outcast centric feel where it's yeah. like how do i fit in there's the class thing also, in there also movies there's the that just with end with like prom or have prom is yeah. like a central yeah. theme yeah. Yeah, although like, horrific two, prom two, dress two, two out of four of our movies yes yeah. so yeah. horrific prom, prom. prom dress though yeah oh, and we all agree oh that's a dress yeah. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. but yeah like I'll, i like i'll take this one over like something like 16 candles too mm-hmm. yeah because as much as i love a lot of 80s like john hughes movies or rom-com mm-hmm. movies mm-hmm. some of them have a. Uh, Say a bit problematic elements to them. Yes. Yeah. And Sixteen Candles is full of them. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Pretty in Pink, I feel like no, it keeps a pretty straight, straight yeah. face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think I think you brought up the idea of uh, high school movies. Really, the best kind of high school movies that fit into the high school movie kind of umbrella uh, are, are are the kind of smile moments that you yeah. talked about. You yeah. know, like not ma- maybe not necessarily like the greatest cinematic achievement, but like scenes that just make you you watch it and you go. Yeah. 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 Like, like, that make like you go, this, I went to high school. Yeah, like, like, like Cameron kicking the Ferrari yep. through the glass window, and yep. he's like, I'm going to stand up to my dad. You go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get him. Yeah. Or in this movie, when Blaine goes to the club yeah. with Andy, and I just. Hello? By, oh. Hello? Pause. Mr. Martinko. Yeah, I'm outside. Is there anybody can help me park? Yeah, give me one second. We're finishing this up really quick. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. So let's finish this. Do you want to just go you do go that? Go the park? Yeah, let's. let's and then we'll quickly do. Can I get one thought in? Let's yeah, wrap yeah. up this like in like a minute. Yeah. Um. I have also one thought to add. All right. Back. What was I? Gonna, you go first. Pretty in pink. Okay. Um. One thing I do. Hmm. I don't know how to say this without sounding weird. For a movie that's so much about like wealth and social status for it being about all white people, I think is kind of lacking, but it was like the 80s and it's a John Hughes movie. But... 80s at a private school, which is like, it feels wrong, but it also feels like probably what was going on, which is really unfortunate. No, and I'm not like... about 10 things, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And not like like that's like the worst... in the right direction, but not really. It's not the worst thing you can do. And like, I'm not saying like, oh, they should do it like to be like socially correct or like politically, anything like that. I'm just like, if you want to make your movie about like wealth and social status, but you're only centering it on white characters, I feel like you're dismissing a little bit. took place in like... Like a California suburb. Yeah, yeah. and I, yeah. I, I think it's less so like it's not really that problematic to like have those be your main characters because those are very like real experiences. That's not what I'm saying. It's more so like the kind of just like not really like sidestepping, just kind of like total lack of any kind of like that's other. That's not really. Yeah. That's not really yeah. what I'm saying. I'm just saying if you want to focus your movie on how like. teenagers are people who are trying to find their sense of self Mm -hmm. and trying to find their sense of belonging and adding wealth and how well off your family is is something that provides even like addition provides brings additional challenges to you Mm -hmm. but you only focus on white characters i know the movie's like set in a certain state and it's in a private school like Mm -hmm. i'm not really talking about that i'm talking like the decision to write the movie right and you just don't include any 
like characters of color because that is like if that's what you want to focus your movie yeah. on and like how wealth affects people ha and how wealth affects your future and you're just like but we're only going to talk about like white people yeah not that i'm like oh you need to talk about everybody because yeah. that makes you like correct that's not what i'm saying yeah. i just think like from a narrative standpoint you're missing yeah. a yeah. lot I, I more nuance and a lot more complexity it's yeah. a tough thing too because like i talked about ladybird and i think ladybird really draws on this movie a lot mm -hmm. another movie that's like all about a white cast but i think because greta gerwig's catholic high school was probably all white people and mm -hmm. she doesn't have that experience which yeah. doesn't justify anything it's just like i think what you're saying is it would add another depth yes, another yes, layer yes. to it that would be really effective that these movies often don't explore yes. yeah um and it's tough because you're like if you shoehorn in a character who you're not familiar with their life, it's going to feel like the token black character yes. in the movie. But if you don't do it at all, it will be noticeable that it's lacking. So, yeah. you know, how do you achieve it? I don't there know. But I, I totally get what you're saying. There yeah. is a movie that I was trying to look when I stopped like talking for a minute. Mm -hmm. I was trying to look up the name of this movie. But it's a movie that was coming up when Lady Bird first came out because it's like a movie that's really, really similar to Lady Bird in terms of like a young girl and her mother and like the young girls in high school. Is it Edge of Seventeen? No, oh. no, because I think she's Hispanic. Crap. But it's a really, song. really small movie. Mm -hmm. Like, even, like, Ooh. not, like, A24 indie. Like, yeah. very, very yeah. independent. And I could not find the name of it at all, and I've never seen it. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I just know. wanted to mention, yeah. I don't know. We yeah. can cut this but out. Yeah. The, last, really the last thing I did want to mention about this film that I think it does really well is the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. It's only about five sets. But the record store, the club where the bands play, the record you know, store is great. The high school scenes, the house, it all like the party scene we talked about. Yeah. It all feels really lived in and real, which yes. for a lot of John Hughes movies, especially Breakfast Club for me and Sixteen Candles, it lacks mm -hmm. that. There's a lot of set design in Breakfast yeah, Club. <laughs> it lacks the authenticity, but like having the band play, that club feels like a real club. Mm -hmm. The the high school feels like a real high school. The house feels lived in. Yeah. It does but a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. It does a really, really good job of that. And where like the characters live, like Andy's friend who works at the record store with her, yeah. her house feels like that would be her house. Yeah, and her room yeah. feels like that would be her room, which is a small thing. But when you get that right, it really captures the atmosphere and builds yeah. on everything. And Especially I think. Especially when you're doing like an era movie, like an yes. 80s movie. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All but right. yeah, so. I think this really does capture the high school vibe we're talking about. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah building off yeah. Uh, Pretty in Pink, which I think is a movie that really captures an era of high school like we talked about. Uh, da my movie, Dazed and Confused. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, all right, really all right. captures an era in a completely weird, bizarre way because it's mm -hmm. a 90s movie yeah. that Richard Linklater made about the 70s mm -hmm. that feels like it was shot in the year it's made about. Like it, it's, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, insane. It's, the vibe in this movie is immaculate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, it is, I think, the perfect capture of an error and also mm -hmm. of high school. It's like the perfect vibe out movie. Yeah. Man. You just, like, yeah. sit down. I wasn't expecting confused. to like it. I and didn't. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I didn't. So I didn't much. know if it was going to be your cup of tea. I didn't oh, either. my God. I really. I just saw it for the first time. Yeah. Like, uh, when did we watch it? Like, Two a weeks month? Ago? Um, two weeks? It feels longer Three than two weeks? weeks ago. Four weeks? A month? Up to a two month months? ago? Yeah. I don't know how to tell time. Um, but yeah, I'd never seen it. Yeah, it's a great great time. Great time. It's charming. It's mm -hmm. funny. It's you very get charming. lost in it. it. It's a very simple point A to point B story. Yeah. It all takes place in a day. Mm -hmm. But 
in that day, so many different characters come in mm. and have you live mm. with them for a little bit, and you're bopping around, and you're you're car to car to car. Mm -hmm. You get all the different cast of characters. There's like thirty characters. There's in so this many, film. and they're all but, memorable. And it yeah. never very feels dissimilar, cluttered. I think, yeah. to Which ten is, things and. Honestly, all of the movies we talked about have a very, very small group of like main characters. Yeah. yeah. And then Days and Confused has like a hundred yeah. main yeah. characters. I, I think this one does the best job of just encompassing the entire high school experience. Yeah. yeah. Like, like from so many different perspectives. Yeah. It it's really great. It had a very tumultuous production. Tumultuous. Made Richard yeah. Linklater want to stop directing films. Was this his first this. movie? Yes. Yeah. And he wanted to quit after he made it. The yeah. first big movie. But yeah. he, he was like, I hated making this. Um, my favorite character, Wooderson, played by Matthew McConaughey in this Shocking. film. Shocking. Fun right. fact about McConaughey in this film. This oh, was his man. first role and he mm -hmm. wasn't supposed to have any dialogue. Yeah. But they flew him out from Texas. He had just gotten to LA. Well, it was shot in Texas. What? It was shot in Texas. In Texas, yeah, but yeah. he actually had moved to L.A. Well, wasn't, he, wasn't he like a student at University of yeah, Texas, Texas? And he saw him like at the bar? Yes. Or was so it what happens or? is he had moved to L.A. to pursue acting, mm -hmm. and he had come back to Texas because he was like, fuck it, I don't really think this is going to work. Mm -hmm. And he randomly gets cast for this film because he still has an agent, and the agent's like, I think you're good for an extra. Like, mm -hmm. his hair was long because he didn't have enough money to get a haircut, which yeah. is another Bro, fun side hair. plot. And so they're just like... Yeah, you could be in this movie, and he's supposed to be an extra, and on day one of the set, he's shooting the shit with Linklater, and Linklater's like, now nah, we got to give this guy dialogue, but they didn't write any dialogue really for him. Could you so imagine this movie without much, him, though? No, no, you can't. And pretty much everything he says in the movie is like either he wrote it or like off-the-cuff riffing mm. with like everyone on set. Yeah. And that's a lot of this movie. Is yeah. Yeah. It feels so authentic, and it feels so real, mm -hmm. and we get so many different fun characters, like even yeah. characters you can hate, like Ben Affleck's character. Yeah. You cringe. King, King of the assholes. Every ben time Affleck he opens is. his mouth, it's cringe, but he gets his comeuppance. Yeah. Piper yeah. Perry's character is very Piper Perry, lover and Robocop. But yeah. like in this film, she's an asshole. She's the hazer. And it feels like endearing, maybe, in the first scene for mm -hmm. everyone else, but not for her. Yeah. She's mean. But and then at the like end, personal. she's drunk and alone. And no one wants to be yeah. with her. And I think she goes like, everybody suck me when she's walking yeah. away. Yes, which yes. shows how much of an asshole she is. You said it is. the best earlier, like before the movie. Like, yeah, like all these guys aren't perfect, but they all get the, the everything that happens to them. Like yeah. Matthew McConaughey is yeah. like, I get older and they stay the same. And it's like, they'll you know be in jail. Say about them high school <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They get older. I, I must say, it's, it was funny yes, watching this. Because um, Richard Lecklater directed like my favorite movie of all time. So it's funny seeing like him before that. Yeah, yeah the before the before trilogy. Yes, yeah. yeah. Be best movie trilogy I ever made. I think he <laughs> understands so. what's endearing about high school. It's mm -hmm. not in the drama. Mm -hmm. It's not really in the clicks. A lot of these it people about jump the clicks, from though. group to group, and then yeah. there's fun moments in the car where like the one character who's like the nerdy guy is like, "I don't want to go to school to be a lawyer. I want to dance." Yes, <laughs> so good. Yes. I came here to do two things: drink beer. What does he say? I don't know. Oh, I can't. Remember. Oh, I it's like the it's this. like the drink milk and kick ass, and I just finished. No, yeah, my I came milk, here to do two things. But it's things. the real line. Oh, drink beer. No, isn't it smoke weed? And no, no, uh, it's drink, no, drink beer, beer and kick some ass, and I'm almost out of beer. Yeah, because mm -hmm. they do it. Isn't that the IT crowd too? That that yeah yeah yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. It's a joke on a joke. Um, a joke on a yeah, but yeah. like this whole movie builds to this big party scene, mm -hmm. and then we have it at the end, and every character gets wrapped up. Yeah. 
I don't know. It just it feels so good when it's, you watch mm. it. And then when you cr- at the end, it's like the corniest ending. He's like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna. I might play football for you, but I'm, but I'm not, not gonna sign this. this." And he crumples yeah, it up yeah, and throws yeah, yeah, it at yeah. the coach, yeah. and he just like walks away like this. Again, high school movies yeah. need to have the yeah, yeah, scene, yeah. You know? the you know endearingness what? to yeah. it. You know? Eric just said all the characters wrap up so nicely. And they do, but in such a surprising way because you don't realize, I think, how much is happening with each character because there's so many and you're bouncing from group to group and car to car and place to place. But then you get like towards the end of the movie and you realize like they've all kind of changed in the night and mm. they've all kind of had some like realizations about themselves like or their friends. And like they do have a little bit of character development. Yeah. And by the end, like it's all like wrapped up and you're like, I didn't know that much happened, and but wh- it did. The way it ends where the kid comes home and his mom's like, okay, just this once. And he puts the headphones yeah. in and it's slow ride. And then the credits roll. Yeah. It's the I love Guitar Hero great. 3. The yeah. soundtrack in great, this great film. Great Guitar Hero soundtrack. It is, it is incredible. 27 minutes? Oh. Yeah. Um, it is incredible. It's it's just like everything about it works mm. in junction with each other from the soundtrack to like there's a scene where it's just slow ride playing where they're driving around and yeah. there's no dialogue. And I'm like, yeah. I need this five minute scene in this film. Yeah. It makes me feel the feels that I need going into the next it's scene. Just, it's, it's a great hangout movie where like mm. not a lot's going to happen. Yeah. You get to hang out with some cool characters and you really feel like you're along for the ride. And yeah. like you don't need to expect much. You just kind of have to sit there and let it just kind of happen in front of you. The scene where the younger brother and where this, the movie ends, I for, I'm forgetting the character's name right now, but he walks into the beer distributor oh, and yeah. he's like, uh, yeah, I got a job in the city, you know, the old nine to five. And the guy behind the counter goes, I feel that. Have a great <laughs> night, sir. And you're like, how he's the fuck? Yeah. And you're like, that captures the error though, because like, I'm sure that guy didn't give a shit about selling beer to minors. Yeah. And he goes oh. across the street. He gets the Ben Affleck. Like, I don't know. Just everything. Mm-hmm. This movie offshoots in a million directions. I could talk about my favorite character, which is Slater. Mm-hmm. The George Washington, where he's like, and Martha had a fat bowl for him every day, and I'm not talking about oatmeal, man. He's so good. Are you cool, man? Am I cool about what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's so good. The, the best line in the movie is when McConaughey is in the car and he's like, hey, man, you got a joint? The kid's like, no. No. Be a lot cooler if you did. Yeah, it's just, it's it's so, it's it's so goddamn quotable. It's yeah. just, it's so such funny. a good 215 time. horsepower full of muscle. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, just yeah. it's so good. It's, it's a really good fun and like every scene has a quote like even the mm-hmm. scene where they're on the baseball field where not a lot happens and the kid's like hey will you at least go out that way so we can get away yeah. and he's like i'll say a prayer for your ass yeah it's just like all around <laughs> like a good scene the one guy who's like the the jockey football mm-hmm. guy uh, who always does the thing with his tongue where he's like you know what i'm talking about his friends with slater he's kind of like the weird looking dude no um, he has the no. beer bus like all the beers in the back no? Oh! Yeah. Oh! That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, that's going to be... Sorry. Yeah, I know sorry. who you're talking about. You I know, know who you're talking, talking about. about. Yeah, like, you're even talking him. No, it's not him. No? No, it's no, not him. It's the mind. other one. He's, uh... I don't know. Uh, we gotta, I don't know I'm, This is annoying me. We gotta... Yeah, we gotta look it up. <laughs> we gotta yeah. look it up. All right. But, but, hold, please. Yeah, I, at the very least, I think this one out of the four movies that we picked definitely kind of has the most... I, I think I've already said this, so I might be a broken record at this point, but I think it, it captures all elements of not only the high school experience, but, like, coming of age growing up into adulthood kind of like yeah like what the world entails for you after high school what the world entails for you when you're going into high school i feel like it feels the most comprehensive in terms of like this is life you know Yeah, and from a filmmaking perspective Mm -hmm. the way it's shot the way it's edited the soundtrack especially Mm -hmm. it captures the era 
yeah. you know, like everything that's talked about. Yeah, there's a lot of hazing stuff, and like it, yeah. that would be super problematic if it happened today. Yeah, but it, it's what happened. Yeah, like that's how the '70s were. Yeah, so. Yeah. It's, we have that as a time capsule forever. It's also funny talking about this mm-hmm. when we also mentioned two John Hughes movies. Yeah. Because Link later mentioned specifically he made this to be like an inverse of a John Hughes movie. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it was, is. Yeah. It yeah. has a very low stake, unique, like, yeah. low stake They're kind view. of just driving around in a car. Yeah. 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 It's and a I, hangout movie. I think I'm Matt described it perfectly. And about. I think it's, I think it it it's interesting because I think this movie does a very interesting job of both looking back at the time that it's set in. And again, this is the, on, the only movie that we picked that is it takes place in a different time than when it was made. And I think it does an interesting job of both looking back at the past in a very real and very grounded sense in a very kind of like uh, realistic sense, uh, but also having that kind of rosy colored glasses where like, you know, you're kind of like being in high school was cool. Being in high school was the worst point of my life. Like, I feel like it does a good job of giving us both. I'm sorry. His These name kids in the movie phones. Was, was Don Johnson. It's this guy. I knew you were talking about. Oh, and yeah. you are talking about no he's the guy who looks like he'd be the bully but he's not he's oh not. like the kind of curly like a, top kind of guy no no, no but he's best friends with him the shorter guy who's with him too many characters yeah <laughs> i know it's, I it's too tough he, he's no Don. he's like one of the jocks yeah he's one of the football guys yeah, yeah. um but i don't know I, this is one of my favorite films yeah. and so you thought you thought you thought we were talking about pickford that's yeah. what you thought yeah yeah, yeah. i love he's great hey, i love well, think well, you're at the what? wrong address man hey man I think you're at the wrong address. I was ha- I was having a field day. <laughs> I was I was having a field you're day. About, it's funny you're for about Pickford. an hour early. You got the wrong house. <laughs> it's my bad, man. Uh, he was supposed to have a bigger role, but yeah. they cut him in favor of McConaughey. Yeah, they did. That's pretty funny. And I my again. I'm a little most, upset about that. I gotta be real. One of the most yeah. I love McConaughey. scenes in this no. movie for me is when they're smoking weed in the room and the dad knocks on the door and there's yeah. an absolute to get the smell out and all yeah. he does is spray a little bit of air freshener yeah. and the dad walks like in like and you could see on his face he's like yeah they were smoking weed in here like the dad knows yeah, yeah. but they're still trying to cover it up because they're in high school yeah. and it's that no and like, Slater just has like the baggie on his yeah. like put it away put it away he's like, he's like were you gonna ha- Kevin were you gonna have a party here tonight <laughs> No, no. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. The, the, all the Unpack seat. the car, sweetie. We're not going anywhere. And oh. then the kids start coming to the yeah, door. Yeah, and he just opens he, the, the door. Dad just and, like, oh. and the one nerdy dance kid. Too. And yeah. then he just rings the doorbell. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, ah, jeez. Hey, Big Red, Aerosmith tickets, two weeks. <laughs> don't forget. Why yeah. don't you di- You should ditch these losers and hop in with us, but that's fine. Come to the water <laughs> tower tonight. There's so many McConaughey lines. I don't yeah. know. I'm no, rambling, but this yeah. is it's such a good yeah. capture of high school. And I think it fits. I think what's really interesting about our four films mm-hmm. is that Ferris Bueller is really the only one that doesn't hit on the high school tropes and yeah, the high it's, school it's idea. Very, it's very about people in high school, but very much so about people that, like, just it's not about high school. No, it's about, but it's about not They're being just about high school, school. aged. But kids. this movie yeah. kind of hits some of that too. Where like, yeah, it's about high school, but we don't see much in the school. Like school lets well, out no, in it's summer. summer. Yeah, and it's not about high school, and it kind of bridges the gap between like Ten Things and Pretty in Pink, which take place in the high mm-hmm. schools, and Ferris Bueller, which is very much about out of the high school. Yeah, I think Days and Confused and that are similar. Yeah, because like, they're they're both about you know people that are in high school and experiencing high school. And them trying to get out of high school, but the experience of being in high school is still integral yeah. to the story. And there's some story. middle school yeah. stuff too. I mean, like the middle yeah, school yeah, yeah. kids having to get their brother's car to get out, and Ben Affleck gets yeah. the, the shotgun pulled on him. <laughs> yeah. That's like, so funny. So yeah. funny. Yeah. All of that stuff. It's about high school, but it's not. It's about mm-hmm. the relationships and the coming of age at various different stages, which is intimidating to think about making a creation that's going to capture the young high school and the old high school and bring it all together 
And it does that. And yeah. I think that's the best compliment I can give it. It's a very complete film. And if you haven't seen it, go see it. Great, It'll, great, great movie. Yeah, it's, it's a great Get a couple watch. friends, couple yeah. beers. Yeah. Oh, it's so fun. It's a night. In it's fact, a night. all of these four movies, yeah. you should watch if you haven't. Yeah, yeah. no, 100%. Very fun. All a good time. All a good yeah. time. And let yeah. us know your favorite high school movie yeah. in the comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you the bully or the jock in high school? No, let us you don't know. have to answer that. That's a lame question. Let us question. know in the comments below. Yeah, it's a lame yeah. question. But, but rank our movies, too, you know, if you want to. No, I, I don't. They can I, be ranked. I, yeah, follow no. Allie on Letterboxd. Yeah, follow Allie on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'll regret it. If you want a sick Elvis review, follow me on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. If you want an honest Elvis review, follow me. If you want bullshit, follow me. <laughs> Dan, uh, Dan's reviewed Morbius. Morbius. 15 times on Letterboxd? I yeah. thought it was About 18. About to be the 16th. 18. You know, yeah, the, you know, the, you know the favorite four? They're all Morbius. <laughs> yeah, actually. they're all Morbius Which, with yeah. different cuts. You, you can't do the same Dan, movie. Well, I mean, and Dan you know what? You know what? If well, I mean, there's Morbius 1080p. Okay. <laughs> if you well, want yeah, well Dan's for- already started his top 10 of 2022, <laughs> but numbers 1 through 10 are Morbius. Yes. So number, number 1 actually is Morbius number for Dan. Number 1 actually is pretty funny. Well, I mean, we loved Morbius. If you want a 240p cut of Morbius, email the good soup email. Dan will book you up. We got you. We got the 240p cut for you. Watch it on some friends. It's a real, real good vibe out high school movie. It is, yes. Morbius is definitely yeah. the top high school movie. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I love yeah. when he says it's Morbius. And don't worry, yeah. because next time we're going to do the other great uh, hangout movie of the year. Okay. Minions Rise of Gru. Yeah, what Minions a teaser. Minions Rise of Gru. Yeah. I've been waiting for this moment, guys. We talked mm-hmm. about it on the Elvis pod, but the day to pay the piper is coming. <laughs> yeah. I see a bad Gru rising. I see oh, minions on Anyways, the way. we like high school movies. We do. If you want to see more <laughs> high school movies, let us know. We want to give you more high school movies. Yeah. Um, um, thanks for checking out the new format. I like yeah. this. I yeah. think we're going to be hitting some some other stuff on this. We yeah. haven't forgot about the double features. We yeah. haven't forgot about Good Soup Presents. Yeah. But uh, no, we're, here to, we're here to make the round table. And as a teaser, make sure you check out our new side soup. Yeah, coming out. Coming out soon. Coming out soon. Yeah, we, uh, we have some interesting content in the pipeline. Hey, uh, hey, Will, what do you think about side soup? Very excited. Will's Ready. Will's very excited. Will's very excited. You'll see him if you click subscribe below and check out our next video. Ring yeah, that so bell. Like, Ring comment, bell. and subscribe. Don't turn notifications yeah. on though. No, that's no, no, turn them on. No, no, turn them on. You don't need to know. About no, you us. do need to know. We can, we can, we can keep this. Yeah, we can more, keep this between you know, us. More platonic than mm-hmm. that. Good soup. Good soup. Good soup. It's morbid time. What an ending for us. Yeah.